help me welcome back to the show by popular demand, Sergeant Henry Whitehorn Jr. Welcome back, man. How are you? I'm blessed, brother. How are you doing this morning, CL? Doing fantastically well, uh, my brother. And let me ask you this. Tell everybody about the book that is in the spirit realm right now that the Lord is about to give birth to shortly. Well, the book is called, uh, right now, is titled Kingdom Law Enforcement. It's not so much as uh, it is about law enforcement as it is about the revelation of Jesus in your life through the purpose of law enforcement, either currently in it, thinking about it, or having family members within law enforcement. And friends, we all have them in our families. We all know them. They're our friends. They're our nieces, nephews, our uncles, our aunts and cousins. They're our friends. And friends, I I want you to understand that there need to be uh, works done now that will help us understand law and law enforcement and the authority that they have given. You heard me say just before I brought Henry on that when the police officer gets out in the middle of the intersection, say a light's gone out, say that you've had an accident or what have you, and he raises his hand to stop traffic, the traffic doesn't necessarily stop for him. They're stopping for you. Because you give him the authority to act on your behalf. When they attack the law enforcement officer, they're not attacking him, people. They're attacking you. They're attacking the authority that he represents that's vested in him, given to him by you. Henry, do most police officers understand their role in society like that? Talk to us about it. I think they understand their role from a a worldly perspective, and I don't mean that in a disrespectful way. I believe many of us do not know the role that we're supposed to have within a kingdom perspective. The academy, uh, whether it's from California to Maine, teaches you everything that you need to know or that you should need to know as far as uh, the laws, defensive tactics, how to use uh, uh, non-lethal weapons, lethal weapons, all those different things. What the Lord has put on my heart is to show them, because it was showed through me of being while being in the journey of law enforcement, the things that God wants to show us that are not being taught in the academy. And that is uh, the battle that is within ourselves that takes place the day once you you start the academy or graduate. The battle that is within law enforcement itself and the vision or the uh, perception that we have that the enemy says, look how people view you instead of look how God sees you through his word. Let me help everybody see our police officers. Scripture tells us that greater love hath no man than this, to lay down his life for his friends. Friends, I'm telling you, when you see that police officer running toward the danger, when you see, when you call the 911 and he's running toward your house to help you, you better understand he's coming as your friend and greater love hath no man. 
Scripture tells you this. Jesus tells you this than to lay down his life for his friends. And let me tell you something. Uh, That is the servant. That is the ultimate, ultimate display of servant. And and, and that's what we're called to be. And when we hear uh, a a police officer, an officer like Sergeant Whitehorn here, uh, talking about the kingdom authority, you have to understand that in order to be a servant. Henry, the servant's role. You chose to take it on. That can be kind of difficult sometimes, can it? It can be a thankless job as well, too. Talk to us about that. I think one of the greatest servants uh, in the Bible, especially on the Old Testament, was David. And the reason I say David, when when he was told at a very young age as a, as a teenage boy that he was anointed to be king, God could have made him king right then and there. But Saul was still king for 40 years. So that was a 40-year wait. In that 40-year wait, David still served the Lord. It does not, the word of God doesn't go into great detail about what he was doing as a servant, but that wasn't for public display neither. So we have the title in law enforcement where we say, well, I'm a public servant. A lot of people look at that and say, well, me being a public servant means that I serve everybody in the public. That couldn't be further further from the truth. What that really means is that you are a servant for everybody that God sends across your path. That does not mean that you need to get a pat on your back for it. It does not mean that the media needs to say, hey, look at what this great, that, that's great if that happens. But if your role is to serve the kingdom of God, then you should never care that man ever sees what you do as long as God sees it. Wow. Hey, folks, if everyone, all of us would approach our jobs and our duties as human beings the way this officer, Sergeant Henry Whitehorn Jr., has just laid it out. I assure you we would have a better society. Why? Because we would be fulfilling the golden rule, and that is doing unto others as you would have them do unto you. Serve others, serve yourself. That's the, that's, that's the rule of it. And Henry, let me tell you something, man. You know I admire you. You know I really respect you. The respect level, the respect meter just shot off the charts by you uh, actually uh, articulating what I think so many police officers would really like to articulate at this point in time. We're not enemies. We're not friends. We're just doing a job that is it a calling, Henry. Talk to us about the calling. It, there is a calling. And, and that is one of the chapters in the book that will get covered. But you can't understand the calling until you understand the kingdom of God. Once you have that understanding of what the kingdom of God is truly about, which the only revelation you will get is through his word, and then you un- then you know what the calling is, after you get the calling, you need to know what the purpose is of that. A lot of us think that the calling, well, my calling on, on my life is law enforcement because I want to help people. You can help people by cutting their grass. You can help people by directing traffic. You can help people by entertaining them as an actor 
So I'm not saying that you can't help people within law enforcement. I'm not saying that wasn't your initial calling. But you need to understand what the calling is from God, not through your own eyes. And so a lot of us get don't know that revelation. And when we look at, well, my calling is to help people, and then you get into law enforcement, and the attack, which I go greater into detail, is not necessarily the citizens, but it's your coworkers, it's other officers, it's your superior, it's your subordinates. You get so frustrated with the attack that is in law enforcement where somebody's trying to stab you in the back. And, I, and all jobs have this problem, but I'm in law enforcement. I've never seen such a, a wicked attack within us as peers. It doesn't necessarily happen in academy because when you're in the, in the academy, you're all cadets, you consider yourself brothers and sisters. You may have one or two people you may not really care about, but you all have one goal, that is to graduate. But once you graduate and you're all in this together, all of a sudden you start attacking each other. And when you start focusing, when the enemy, whatever the enemy has you uh, focused on has now become your distraction. Because that's all he wants to do. People say, well, I, I'm, I'm just unfocused. You can never be unfocused. You either focus on the right thing or you focused on the wrong thing, but you're never unfocused. And the enemy knows that. So what he does is he gets you to focus on what he wants you to focus on, which causes you to be distracted, which eventually makes you frustrated and angry. And you miss out on the, in the entire kingdom, the calling and the purpose. Wow. Hey, folks, I'm, I'm glad that I got him back on. Thank you for saying it. Because, see, this is building the bridge to conversation right here. And that's what we do on this show daily. But there are conversations that never are had. There's one of them. There's one of them right here. You know, Henry, uh, and you know this, that in uh, some situations that I'm in, uh, in other places in the country, feel pretty good right here at home. Uh, I, I have security, and many times I call on friends of mine who are uh, either retired police officers or off-duty police officers, and uh, of course, of course, I'm going to compensate them for doing it. Many times, I can't tell you folks how many times my folks have gone to give the compensation to the officers at the end of the night, and they would not take it. And I would go to them with it in my hands, and. I said, hey, listen, thank you. Why, why are you not taking this? You know what? They would say, CL, you're our friend. And we want to do this because we believe in what you're saying. And, I, of course, I send it to them anyway, whether they take it or not. But just the same, that, Henry, I, I cannot tell you what that means as far as service is concerned. And, folks, whatever, you, whatever your station is in life, Approach it that way that you're doing it for the cause. And, 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 and if God blesses you, receive the blessing. I'm telling all my police officer friends, if God blesses you with the monetary thing, please, because it's a blessing that he wants you to have. Henry, let me ask you this then, young people. And uh, we've got about five minutes left in this segment. In, in this segment. I, I want to talk to you about this. Um, young people, where are they missing it when it comes to uh, understanding police and uh, understanding police authority, and where have we missed it in passing on the importance of that to them? I can say they've missed it, but 
we as the law enforcement officer can only teach them what is what is right and wrong. And what I mean by that is to be the example. If if I'm in law enforcement CL and I currently am, and I was not serving God and I was representing the kingdom of darkness, and law and you can ask, you know, most officers in the South, and I'll just use the South for it, for instance. And you went up to each officer, 80 to 90 percent of them going to say, yeah, I'm a Christian. I'm a Christian. Yep, I'm a Christian. I believe in God and I believe in Jesus. But what we have missed is that we're not we're not serving him. We're not obeying him. You cannot call yourself a child of God if you deliberately disobey his word. And I know some people say, well, we're all sinners. You're judging me and all that. I'm not I'm not I'm not judging you. But if you don't have conviction of what you're doing then you're not being obedient to the word of God. And so many, and, and you see such this, this massive attack on law enforcement where uh, people say, well, I'm, I'm exposed, these bad cops and all this other stuff. Imagine if you had a law enforcement agency of 500 people and 450 of them truly obeyed the word of God and served God and were representatives of the kingdom of light. The 450 officers would eventually weed out the 50. Not by their own hands, but God would eventually move them out. But you also need enemies in your life to elevate you. God's word said that your enemy will be your footstool. And a lot of people say, well, I don't want no, en- I don't want no enemies. Well, God says that your enemy will be your footstool. What else is going to be your footstool? If, if, if you have all these officers that represent the kingdom of light, God's word says that the darkness could not stand the light. It could not comprehend comprehended darkness does not want to have anything to do with the light you wouldn't have to worry about having bad officers if you had enough good ones doing what god has called them to do wow the problem within law enforcement is that there's too many of us representing the kingdom of darkness and not representing the kingdom of god that's where the problem is wow 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 hey man i i gotta tell you that i appreciate so much you speaking out it is time now for men and women of courage and conviction. There is no space for cowards or wallflowers. You must learn to speak up if you want to make it better. It'll never get better if you're not going to represent uh, who you should be representing. In this case, Henry is saying to all of you who say that you uh, represent the kingdom of God, represent. And if not, get out of the way and stop it there's conviction that comes upon you when you know that you're wrong and believe me i just came through a situation uh, and a season where you know you're wrong you listen you you know that god's still with you when you have conviction about it and you change direction henry i want to thank you for bringing that type of clarity to this conversation we must have this conversation regularly so we're going to regularly have you on the show. So you're going to check in. And I've told you this in the past, but then COVID hit and all kinds of stuff, bad stuff happened. Man, I tell you, yes, and, but the Lord has brought us through and I'm, I'm so grateful I to bet. him. And so thank you so much for being on the show. Be sure to give your lovely wife, Mary, a good hug for us uh, yes, here sir, at the show. And uh, God bless you and God keep you. 
is my prayer. Henry and I are both members of the same church, Word of God Ministry, where our pastor is the reverend. Well, he doesn't like that. (laughs) Our pastor is James a. McMinnis. He's James A. McMinnis. God bless you, Pastor. Forgive me for that. God bless you and God keep you. Fight the good fight. I'll talk to you soon.